One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we have a great story of revenge against a cheating ex. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I left a dirt stain on man's white Nikes because he wouldn't move his feet on a flight. I was flying home from a work trip on AA. Now, on this flight, a man sitting sat next to me. He wasn't super tall, about average in height. He needed to go to the bathroom, so I got up to let him out and got up again to let him in. As I sat back down, my leg hit his. I looked down to see his leg about halfway into my aisle, leaving me with about a third of the space I had. I'm thinking he's going to move and he's got plenty of space because he doesn't have a bag under his seat, but he keeps it there. I'm sitting side saddle in my seat at this point. I look at him and then at his leg and then back at him. He blatantly stares at me and then pulls out his phone and just starts playing on it. So what I do is lift my foot and place it over his foot, setting the dirty sole of my converses on what looks like new white Nikes. Fabric ones too, not leather. He immediately whips his head up at me and I, following his example, pulled out my tablet and started reading. He pulls his foot away and had a nasty attitude the whole plane ride. But I got my space back. That guy absolutely earned this. I will say personally I'd die on the hill of the window seat being the best seat. At the same time, I completely recognize that it is horrendous if you've got to get up and go use the restroom. I despise having to get up in a crowded space, whether it's the movie theater, the plane, and have to squeeze in front of people like that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, my date got me a gift, so I got him fired from his job. Hi, I'm a 22-year-old female who at the time of this story was just out of a relationship. I started seeing this guy, 24-year-old male, who we'll call Frank for the story. We went to a bar and we clicked very well. He would then hang out at my place almost three times a week where things were amazing. About a month into our friendship slash relationship, we were thinking about getting serious. Frank constantly love-bombed me, messaged me every day about how much he loved me and etc. He even came over one day with a gift for me that was in a unique designed glittery gift bag that had crystals, a hoodie, little necklaces, charms, and baked goods from a store in the mall. We officially started dating, and it was great for a week. Frank sent me a long text message saying, oh I love you so much and how he would love me forever. Going to bed I thought nothing of it, just happy someone loved me and expressed it. The next morning, I wake up to another paragraph text, thinking it was another love message. I was wrong. He started off the text with, I don't love you, and wrote about how he was sleeping with his ex and me at the same time and that he didn't love her and lied about loving me. I was devastated. Normally I wouldn't have cared that much, but after being love-bombed for a month by Frank, it stung. Immediately after reading this text, I got suspicious. Some backstory for the duration of talking to him. He talked horrible about his ex, whom Frank still lived with, saying that she was abusive, trashy, etc. So hearing him say he was sleeping with her stung a lot, but also set off some red flags. I go to work that day upset, but I was getting over it quickly, until Frank's ex messaged me on Instagram who we'll call Stacy. Stacy told me how he was love-bombing her and begging for her back and that she wanted to make sure me and him weren't a thing. Out of respect, I told Stacy what he had said to me, considering she was brought up in the text anyways, 
and I sent her screenshots of every single time he talked to her. And I'm talking at least 50 screenshots of paragraphs of him trash-talking her. He was trying to get sympathy for me for him to come over and stay the night. Stacy apologized for his actions and decided not to date him. Eventually, me and her grew to become good friends and I realized Frank had lied about everything. Stacy was the sweetest, most timid person I've ever met. Now, remember the gift he had given me? I ended up rearranging my room and finding the bag with everything Frank gave me. Looking at the items, something seemed off, so I texted Stacy. I asked her if she happened to be missing anything. Any crystals or hoodies? She had a hippie aesthetic, so her owning crystals was a given. Stacy texts me back in that she was in fact missing three crystals, and she described the ones that Frank had gifted me exactly. The hoodie? Also hers. The charms? Hers. The only thing he didn't steal from her to gift me were the baked goods from his job. Stacy and Frank both worked at the mall in our city, and I decided to stop by and return everything he had stolen and given to me. He was off that day, but I was told when she got home and he saw the gaudy bag he put everything in, he knew we met up and knew what he did. He apparently started crying and begging for her to forgive him on his knees, which I found hilarious. Fast forward a week later, Stacy tells me he went back to doing the same thing with other girls. Apparently he had done this five other times to different girls, getting into full committed relationships and cheating. Angry, I remembered something Frank had told me about how he would steal baked goods to bring home, and that if his boss found out, he'd be ticked. So naturally I called the store he worked at, told him everything he was doing at work, along with his cheating and two-timing, and all other secrets he told me about what he does at work that could get him fired. Since then, I never see him at the bakery, and when I ask about him, they pretend he never existed. Even my new best friend Stacy said he moved out since he couldn't afford rent, so where he now is, is a mystery. I feel like this guy has some serious issues going on. I mean, really, something that needs some professional intervention. I feel like this is beyond, like, serial cheater. There's some, like, weird pattern of behavior going on here. Honestly, somebody who's willing to do all this, I'm afraid that they would turn into something even more horrendous. Someone that someday pops up on the 11 o'clock news. Our next story is, new hire at my boyfriend's job thinks she's going to run things and talk crap about me? Have fun being unemployed. My boyfriend saw this one through, and I'm so glad he did. This chick was hired onto the management team with my boyfriend, and has been a problem from the start. As soon as she was hired, she came in trying to change things and run the restaurant, turned the employees against my boyfriend, and started causing issues with the schedule, demanding certain days off, and freaking us over because now he has to work the worst days, and she gets all the weekends off. He also talked crap about me for some reason, because I apparently had too much cleavage. There was no reason whatsoever for my name to be in her mouth. Like what the freak? Then we've been silently waiting for her to mess up. There was always little things like messing up the employee's schedule, or getting complaints about her from customers, but she finally did something big enough to report. An employee was irritated with her and vented to my boyfriend about it, and they spilled all the tea about a night where she demanded money from the servers as a tip for her. She's a salaried manager. She doesn't need tips from employees, and it's probably illegal too. She literally demanded $25 from each of them. Then when they gave her that, she said that wasn't enough and asked for $50 each. The ones who didn't give her the other $25 mysteriously got scheduled less the week after seriously messed up. 
Then, my boyfriend heard from another manager and from... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then, get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The customers themselves of a huge wedding party that she was extremely unprofessional and difficult to work with. The guests complained about her four separate times. So my boyfriend decided to first tell the kitchen manager, the highest under the owner, who then told him to immediately bring it to the owner's attention. Owner compiled the list of dates and employee names. She's getting fired as soon as she gets back from vacation this Wednesday. I feel like this was kind of inevitable. In fact, I'm a little bit disappointed that OP had to be the one to go and report all of this stuff as if it's not blatantly obvious or any of those people that were getting cheated out of $25 were too afraid to speak up. Our next story is, I got revenge on my uncle for being a jerk. Story time. So, a while back, my uncle was visiting from Germany. He visits maybe once or twice a year, if that, and he mentioned to me that he wanted to come hang out with me at a Starbucks. And I thought that was fine, so I agreed to meet him. When I meet my uncle there, it's going fine at first, and then all of a sudden he starts interrogating me as to why I'm not talking to my abusive and narcissistic relatives, and then I go through the whole song and dance and list off the hateful and insane things they did to me, and then he goes, you know OP, I'm really concerned that you're not talking to your family. At this point, I mentioned that my brother called me a homophobic slur two weeks before Pride Month after I just came out as bisexual publicly in front of hundreds of people on Twitter and my uncle is basically like, it's not a big deal, you should just get over it. On the car ride home, I try one last time to appeal to his humanity and point out that my father is saying prejudiced things about his neighbors, to which my uncle says, look at how woke you are. Flash forward several months to my cousin's wedding. I run into my uncle there and pretend to be polite, and he's like, I have this flash drive here that I want you to have. It has all these priceless family photos and videos and memories, and I painstakingly put it together. And I say, sure, thanks. When I get home, I take the flash drive and throw it in my cat's litter box, and I take a picture of the flash drive in the litter box and send my uncle an email with the photo attached, saying that my cat has found a new toy. And he was absolutely furious from what I was told. My family thinks they're dealing with a scapegoat, but they're actually dealing with a supervillain. Honestly, good for OP for not caving for any of this. And honestly, I'm impressed that OP hasn't just cut off the uncle already by this point. The amount of patience they've exerted dealing with all of this judgment and pressure they were putting on OP to rekindle and do things with these people that are horrendous to OP, I'm sure hearing back that he was furious was great. Our next story is, several things I've done for petty revenge. 
Once in college, my roommate had his girlfriend's day for Martin Luther King three-day weekend, and she was a real bench. She put her shampoo bottle in our shower for the weekend. She accused me of using her shampoo. It was some expensive brand for colored dyed hair. I didn't use it. I used my cheap stuff from the supermarket. I really didn't use it. She started benching me out and screaming at me. Total temper tantrum. I really didn't use it. My roommate finally calmed her down and her tantrum ended. A few hours passed and my roommate and her went out for a bit. So I peed in her shampoo bottle. Shook it up. Yeah, I know, gross. I smoked some weed and thought it would be funny. Another one I did often, sprinkled bird seed on someone's car. Birds flock to it and poop all over it. I used to keep birdseed in the trunk of my car and did it many times. Cut me off to take a parking spot at the mall? Birdseed. Jerk co-worker? Birdseed. Ex-girlfriend and I'm just being a jerk? Birdseed? Now, I get like emptying some out and filling some up with just water and mixing that up. But doing what OP did is a little far, don't you guys think? I also think it's a little disingenuous to say that you smoked weed and that was what drove you to do it unless they got some strong supply. Our next story is, refuse to be quiet? Okay, let's make some noise. Hi Reddit, myself and two friends moved into a brand new apartment together two and a half years ago, and we were thrilled. It all went fairly well, no complaints. The neighbors were noisy for the first month or so, drilling and stuff, and we didn't think too much about it. We had all just moved in after all, and stuff needs to be done. Our upstairs neighbor, however, quickly became an issue. When the honeymoon period had settled down, we noticed we could still hear her a lot. Now, these apartments are brand new, so we can't even hear that much. I never hear music. I rarely hear neighbors fighting or screaming or kids crying. I can't even hear the washer dryer down the hall. This is just to give you an example of how freaking noisy this woman is. The noise? Well, it was her stomping around every god dang day. We would literally be woken up by her getting out of bed every day at 6 o'clock. To try and emphasize how loud she was, it was like she was standing up on her bed and jumping onto the floor every morning with boots on. I wouldn't even say she was walking around her apartment. It sounded more like she was preparing to march on Poland every dang day. All of her weight on her feet and wearing shoes on a wooden floor. And she was just an average sized woman so this takes effort. She lived on the fifth floor, and if you took the stairs, you could hear her stomping echo through the stairwell from the second to sixth floor. No exaggeration. Okay, fine. Maybe she just doesn't realize. I go and try to talk to her. She, of course, never opens the door. We can hear you. We discover that she's a single mom and give her a bit of sympathy. On top of her stomping, we could also hear someone or something running around. Again, this starts at 6 o'clock in the morning, and we might get a break between 10 to 14, and then it would start again until 2 in the morning every day. It sounded like someone was playing Dance Dance Revolution for hours, just jumping on the same spot. On the rare occasion we got a break and she was quiet, she would start drilling or move her furniture around for hours. I kid you not, this woman found an excuse every weekend for a year. We started taking notes of the noise and time to drill for hours on end, and usually after the sound curfew in our building. If she didn't drill, time to rearrange all the furniture in the house apparently. I genuinely thought she had a toddler or two because something was running around all day, but then I thought, 
Toddlers couldn't possibly make that much noise. They don't weigh that much. No, she had two kids between the ages of 9 to 12 who not only stomped around all day too, they throw trash in the hallway, elevators, stairwells, scream, throw tantrums, throw stuff around the apartment. Yeah, those kids were monsters, and she was clearly not a good mom. After a year of this, we had enough. I went and tried to talk to her. No reply. Then she started drilling, yes, soon after I knocked on her door, and we all just screamed, stop, because it was 11 p.m. I also didn't want to go up to her being angry because... Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. As naturally, this is infuriating and disrespectful. So I decided to write her a note. Hey, I just want to let you know that we can hear you quite a lot and we'd really appreciate being able to relax and have some peace and quiet. I hope you have a great Christmas. Problem solved, right? No, sweet child, of course not. She shoved the letter back into our post box and proceeded to stomp around even more. She then wrote a note of her own the following day and put it in the elevator. To whoever anonymously, it wasn't anonymous, wrote me a letter complaining about these screaming kids... I never once mentioned her kids. How dare you? It's not us making any noise. If you were an adult, you would come and speak to us in person. Pull yourself together. Very polite translation. She also followed this up by spreading rumors about us throughout the building, so now all the other neighbors avoid us. Naturally, I was freaking ticked. Like, oh my freaking god, woman. Take responsibility for your own crappy actions. Calling us childish when you shove a letter back into the post box and then make up random stories? Instead of just not making noise all day? Taking off your shoes in your own apartment? Not playing Dance Dance Revolution until 2? Or whatever she did. Honestly, we started to wonder if she had a dog, which isn't allowed because who runs around an apartment that much? We try to complain about her through the official channels and were completely ignored. Other neighbors refused to cooperate because she'd soured their opinion of us so much. Us trying to solve the issue amicably went on for several months to no avail. Okay, now, so here's the petty part. Due to being woken up every day at 6, my body got used to it and I ended up getting up a bit earlier, around 5. I took that opportunity to go to the gym in the mornings. I was really ticked and I wanted her to face some kind of consequences or just get a taste of her own medicine. I lived under her, so I couldn't do much except the intercom system. To get into our building, you have to call up the apartment you want from one of the two entrances. So, every couple of mornings on my way out of the building, I called up to her apartment at 5.30 or so, and then just walked off. Not every day, I'm not a monster, but I made sure to ruin her weekends. And oh boy, is the screeching of the intercom not quiet. It is the most annoying, shocking sound. My roommate said after I left, they could hear her get up and yell madly at the intercom. She moved out three months later, and again, just to show how much damage she was doing, it took the housing company six months to fix up her 
otherwise brand new apartment to be fit for rental again. I pity her new neighbors. I really am questioning what went wrong in that place, what she did for it to take six months. I mean, even if they were drilling holes in all of the walls, like surely they can patch that up in a month or two. I mean, surely they had to have redone everything in that place. I mean, the bathroom must have been wrecked, tile, kitchen counters, walls, carpeting. It sounds to me like it wasn't even stomping around. It was just like they were actively trying to ruin the entire place. Our next story is how I lost weight despite mother-in-law. This happened during Xmas of 2018. My now ex-mother-in-law was living with my ex-husband, 44-year-old male, and I, 44-year-old female. I was not particularly fond of mother-in-law. She's lazy, selfish, and entitled among other things. A couple of weeks before Xmas, she asked me what size jackets I wear. I wore medium to large at the time, so obviously that's what I told her. Fast forward to Xmas morning, and I opened my present from her, which was a beautiful black spring summer jacket from Fairweather in a size small. Keep in mind, when she asked me my jacket size and I told her, she repeated it back to me several times over the days before she purchased it. After opening it and seeing the size, I politely thanked her for it. Meanwhile, I was wondering why she bought that size and if it was somehow a mistake on her part. The next morning, I got my answer, and she made no mistake. She approached me and said in her rural Newfoundland accent, That was the last jacket like that under rack. If it don't fit you, I'll have it. So instead of looking for another jacket in my size, she saw one she really liked and happened to be in her size. She bought it for me in her size, hoping that because it didn't fit me, I would just give it to her. I did ask her about using the receipt to return or exchange it, but she accidentally lost it. Instead of calling her out or giving her the jacket, I told her that the size is fine and how much I really liked it, which is true. Now, being perimenopausal and also having a hearty appetite, losing weight is a struggle for me. At the time, I was technically overweight for my height, and losing some weight was in my best interest. But until my mother-in-law pulled that little stunt on me with my Xmas present, I wasn't that motivated to lose the weight. By the next spring, the jacket fit me perfectly. Mother-in-law was still living with us, and every time she saw me wear it, she would glare or look longingly at me wearing the jacket and say, Oh, I love that jacket. I wish I could have gotten one for myself. Five years later, her son and I are divorced, but still living together. I finally came out in the open about being lesbian, which is why we split. I still have and wear that jacket, especially when she comes in from around the bay and she still comments on it. Honestly, one of the best forms of revenge I've ever heard because it was inspiring for OP to get better for themselves. That jacket actually went from revenge to something genuinely meaningful in a way that nobody else but OP will truly understand. This next story is, got my sister nothing for Christmas for justice. I, 26-year-old female, have no problem with confrontation. I'm also autistic and don't always remember to mask my tone and facial expressions. It's like putting on your customer service face 24-7 crap is tiring. As this is the case, I find that my family, in my opinion, overreact or disregard when I set a boundary or make what I think is a reasonable request. My sister, 31-year-old female, and I usually bumped heads and because I'm me, I'm usually marked as the aggressor. I'm pretty tired of it to the point where I won't bother masking when her and I bump heads because I'm seen as the aggressor, even when I'm genuinely trying not to be anyway. 
More than a couple of weeks ago, I messaged my family group chat asking if anyone can send back the order I'd made for my cat. I live over 500 miles away from them and it was accidentally sent to them as it was my old address and that I would send money for shipping. My sister said she would if I Venmoed her $30. Again, now more than a couple of weeks ago. A few days ago I asked if she had the chance to send it yet and she said no. She's been at the house, she lives there half the week and the other half the week with her boyfriend of 8 years. I've said hi to her when I called my brother to catch up who lives at home full time, so I know it isn't true. So I messaged the family group chat asking if she could return the $30 since I'm going to be visiting for the holidays anyway. I'll just pick it up when I get there. My mom immediately chimed in to see if I needed money and I responded with, No, I just don't need her to send it anymore because I realized I'm going there soon anyway. No response from my sister. We sent each other Christmas lists to get each other stuff we'd actually like for Christmas. And I already claimed a few things on her list. Guess who's going to get an empty box with the note, Your Christmas present is the $30 you chose not to Venmo me back. Merry Merry. If I'm going to be the villain anyway, I'm going to have some fun with it. Too much? I'm probably going to do it anyway. I mean, you're probably going to cement your role as the villain amongst all of your family, but I mean, if you're already there anyways and it's inevitable, well shoot, time to Thanos up then. Our next story is, bet you didn't think I'd call her bluff. So if you read my last post about my soon-to-be ex-wife, you know I went on a campaign of petty revenge after discovering she was having an affair. I deleted the affair partner's number from her phone without telling her, forcing her to remain silent because she knew I did it but couldn't confront me. Glorious. Another bright memory was when she kept trying to lie about her affair and how she was threatening to end things because she's depressed. I foolishly gave her a chance for the sake of her mental health. So this time, after I finally revealed I knew everything once she dug herself into a hole she couldn't get out of, she once again made the threat. She started grabbing random things, acting frantic, and saying she's just going to end herself. So I called her bluff. I called the cops and said she's unwell and she's threatening. Cops arrived, took statements, and because of a previous attempt two years before, they found it necessary to take her in. She even resisted and they said they'd arrest her if she didn't go. I'll never forget the look on her face as she walked out, looked back at me and said, I hope you're freaking happy. She returned a few hours later and said, Well, that was a waste of time. She was more defeated and even said, Listen, I won't do it again, so don't call the cops anymore. Well, lady, don't threaten to end things again and we cool. A few days later, a constable called to check in and even said after reading everything, I should be commended for how I've handled this. Because in his career, he's seen the scenario play out a hundred different ways and never this positively. So what did I get? Cheating X, finally exposed because I played my cards correctly. No more threats, her realizing we were in fact over, and she's now on record while I'm seen as the model citizen. Okay, that last part was just me fluffing myself. Don't cheat on someone who plans contingencies. I was ready for this after the first time. I don't regret giving her a second chance, but there wasn't going to be a third. Usually, I would think 100% it's the right thing to do in general, especially if somebody's trying to use it as leverage, you kind of call them out on that bluff. Our next story is being petty over a summer vacation spot. Not my story. A friend, after graduating college, got a chunk of land as a graduation gift from his grandfather. Lakefront property. So with help from his friends, myself included, and family, 
We helped him clear bush, trees, and built a nice driveway and a small cabin. My contribution was just clearing forest. He had a great little completion weekend party when everything was mostly done. Met some of his neighbors that weekend, which warned him about the Karen on the adjacent property to the right. Anyways, fast forward to a year later, his neighbor to the right shows up and tells him that he mist-surveyed his land and built illegally, that his driveway is on their land and part of his cabin is on their land as well. In order to rectify this, he had to remove his driveway, replant the trees removed, and either move his cabin or pay a grand a month as land rental if he doesn't move his cabin. My friend did the surveying of the land himself, so at the time he thought maybe he made a mistake and tried to make a more beneficial agreement with a neighbor about sharing the land since it's northern Canada and the properties are only usable in the summer for camping and weekend getaways. But this guy wouldn't budge and told him if he didn't agree to the original terms, he'll see him in small claims court. My friend realizing he couldn't afford to go to court but could afford a couple hundred bucks to get a government survey done went with that option. Turns out the neighbor's cabin was a foot on my friend's land and the neighbor's very nice walkway, stairs to the lake, the beautiful boat launch and dock were all in my friend's property. So what did he do? He resorted to pettiness, told the neighbor that he built illegally on his land and in order to not go to court over this walkway, stairs, dock and boat launch were his now and if he saw the neighbor using them, he'd call the RCMP for trespassing. Also that the neighbor's cabin had to be moved or a payment of $1,000 a month for land rental would be acceptable. A month later, his neighbor moved the cabin and had a large fence built splitting their properties. I'm so glad somebody like this who had to deal with a Karen neighbor like that got nothing but success in the end. Sad thing is they've made a forever villain and if there's anything they can find to report or annoy them, surely that Karen of a neighbor is going to do so. They're probably going to put up cameras and spend the rest of their days praying they find something that'll cause OP's downfall. This next story is, you threaten me with violence? No PC for you. So my dad died when I, female 24, was 15. For the past few years, my mom has had a partner, male 78, who lives a thousand kilometers away from us, so he only visits a few months per year. This partner has a certain mentality that he is the man of the house and I'm just a dumb little girl. So one day, when he did his stupid shenanigans, not letting me into my own house because I didn't ask nicely enough, I guess, I had enough. Things escalated, he pushed me, we wrestled, my mom had a breakdown, old man has bone marrow cancer so I didn't wrestle with him harm intended. When we stopped, he told me, do something like that again and I'll punch you. Well, not letting me into my own home was already a no-go, but threatening me with violence really made me angry. So, since my PC is the only one in the house and the old man is addicted to his Boulevard News, the German-built newspaper, I decided to change the password. The next day, I sat down, spoke with the old man about the whole situation again, offered him plenty of opportunity to somehow say sorry, but since that did not happen... I left to spend the week with my partner like I intended to without telling him or my mom the new password. Needless to say, if he ever actually punches me, I will break his bones. I actually started professional wrestling so I can put the old man down in his place without hurting him much. Honestly, if they try to do any kind of violence against OP, they should just straight up call the police. 
Somebody that has bone marrow cancer and is 78 years old? But is it really worth it rather than just getting them actually handled with in the eyes of the law? I mean, somebody in that condition at that age, you're probably going to break them even without trying to break them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.